Amen. I want you to examine with me. Amen. The gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter, the 19th verse, 1619 of the gospel according to St. Luke. There was a rich man. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham says, son, remember that thou in thine lifetime receiveth thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed so that they which would pass from where you are from, from hence to you from us to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence, you. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, nay, father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Father, we thank you for your word today. Pray that you would speak to us and that you would give your servant wisdom as you bless your people in Jesus name look at your neighbor please and say I'm about to hear the word of God I receive it gladly because God's word will make a difference in my life you may be seated this afternoon I speak unto you life health and prosperity I shared and you have shared with us from the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 16. And thank you for reading these verses 19 through 31. From this and these passages of scripture for which you have perused. I'm going to speak to you from this theme. A prayer meeting in hell. Would you look at somebody and says. It's a prayer, it was a prayer meeting in hell. Amen. A prayer meeting in hell. Look at your neighbor and says, what a place to pray. Amen. 
There are three things the believer must allow to stay on his or her mind. These are things you must remain conscious of, no matter who you are, no matter what, what your, your, your state or standard may be as a person, maybe in ministry, whatever the case may be in life. These are things you need to be always conscious of as a believer. Number one, number one, you should always seek to honor God. Look at somebody and say, always seek to honor God. Always remember his faithfulness to you, even when you weren't faithful to him. And now growing to be more faithful than you were. Always seek to honor. In everything you do, honor God. Everything you say, honor God. Amen. Say amen. amen. In everything you do, honor God. Praise God. No matter what it is that you do in life, ask yourself, does it honor God? Does it bring glory to God? Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, I don't hear nobody talking. Do it all to the glory of God. Amen. And seek his faithfulness. Remember his faithfulness. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. Said God been faithful. That mean that meant that God stuck with you, yes. stayed with you. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. We use a term thick and thin. Amen. Well, God is not thin, so God stays with you even in the thickest of things. Yes. Say Amen. Yes. Psalms nine and seventeen says the wicked shall be turned into hell, and all the nations that forget God. You don't ever want to forget God. There seems to be a penalty that we that that can that can uh, become a part or that will be exercised or imputed into our lives for forgetting God. You know, uh, Moses wrote in the book of Deuteronomy about the sixth chapter and on in the twenty eighth verse, twenty eighth chapter. He 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 sprinkled in the in, in his writing of this very important book of the Pentateuch that they should not forget. And he didn't want them to forget were. God had brought them, but most of all, how faithful God was to his promise. And that's the thing we must not be, we must uh, be conscious of. Uh, not just the things God does for us, and that's wonderful. We talk about it, we, we bless God, we glorify God in it, that's great. But the thing that we must concentrate on is that God is faithful to his promises. Say amen. God is faithful to the promise that you have not even witnessed yet. Say amen. You haven't even went down that road yet, but God is saying, if you get down this road, you'll find me faithful in it with you. Are you listening to me? Psalms 86 and 9 through 12 says, All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. Hallelujah. For thou art great. Do you tell God how great he is every, as, as often or more often or as often as you can? Do you tell God, notice, and do us wonderful things. Thou art God alone. Do you say to him, you are wonderful. You do great things. Amen. Come on. Then it says in the 11th verse, teach me thy way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. You know, uh, fear is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. And we must all have a certain 
uh, fear and reverence of God. I think we need both. Say amen. Because when we look at God from that perspective, we respect him more. Say amen. We respect him more. We respect the fact that he's the one that has all authority for life, for death, and heaven or hell. Say amen. I will praise, he says, the 12th verse, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify thy name forevermore. Not just for uh, what you do, not just on Sunday when everything is well, but when things are not well, I still will glorify your name. Say amen. amen. I will glorify your name forever. Say amen. amen. Next thing we, ought, we, we as believers must be mindful of and it must stay on our mind. We must be conscious of this. Number two, it is that we must serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Serve the Lord with gladness. We need to come in, praise God, to his temple. Amen. To his courts with thanksgiving. But we should serve the Lord with gladness. We should serve the Lord in righteousness so that uh, we can live, so that you can live eternally with him. So we want to be glad. Amen. We want to be people of joy. You know, one of the things that uh, we are stereotyped for ought to be, we're always so joyful. Say amen. We're always so glad. We're glad people. We're joyful people. Praise God. Amen. Amen. When a, when a believer does not exercise this wonderful gift that God gives us through who he is and through his faithfulness, then we're not reflecting to the world how they should think or change the way they think about God. God is God who is like that person on the Wizard of Arts behind that curtain screaming at everybody and want to run everybody out of Oz. And he's mean and you're not, you don't do right. He's going he gonna to hurt you. He's going to send you to hell. And I don't hear nobody talking. Amen. And he doesn't understand. He's, he's not relevant. Where is he anyway? Why did he let this happen? Why did that happen? How come I don't have what he said he can offer me? How come I don't have a house like that person or money like that person? How come I don't have all these, these things? And they relegate God to the level of their thinking. You and I help people to change how and what they think about God. Amen? So how do we do that? We're joyful. We're glad. What are you glad about? I'm glad about everything. Touch the neighbor and say, be, be glad about everything. Come on, be glad about everything. You can't, you can't change it anyway, so you might as well be glad about it. <laughs> amen? Because any change that needs to take place, you need to change. Say amen. You can't change the person next to you. Look at that neighbor and so say, don't even try it. Don't even go there. All right. You can't change me. You don't have that kind of authority. Say amen. Don't even try it. Amen. Leave me alone. You work on you. <laughs> Let God change you. God's got to change me. Say amen. I don't hear nobody talking. Be glad. Be glad. Be Some things even in your own life. Amen. Just wait till your change comes. It's going to come. But in the process, be glad and serve the Lord in righteousness. Don't deviate or waver from your righteous stand with God because you want to live with him 
for all eternity. You're not living for God right now just for today. You're not a Sunday morning Christian. At least I, I don't think I'm talking to folk that are just a Sunday morning Christian. You're not just a church pro. You're a professional church person. Say amen. No, you are a person who lives every day. Praise God righteously because you realize that there is a thing called eternity awaiting for you. How many of you say, I want to spend all eternity with the Lord? Amen. You're not going to spend all eternity with your husband, with your wife, with your children. Get used to it. Get used to the fact. You're not. You're not. Say amen. Even if you go to heaven together as couple, as, a, as your spouse, married, married husband and wife, you won't, there's no such thing in heaven. There's neither marriage nor giving in marriage. Say amen. Are you listening to me? So forget all about that. Amen. And concentrate on the fact of serving the Lord. Amen. Because you realize that it's him I'm going to spend all eternity with. Are you glad about that? Yes. Praise God. And then the third thing is remember one day you got to give an account for the life you have lived and for the things you've done. You should always be conscious of this. And that I think if we remind ourselves, now what I say, I got to give an account for. What I do, I got to give an account for. The choice I make, I got to live with. Say amen. Now you can, you can run with that boy if you want to. And mama told you, leave that boy alone. You can run with, my, my grandmother used to call him gals. That's a southern gal. Run with that gal if you want to. Say amen. Are y'all listening to me? And, and, and not just that, but in other things in life you make a choice uh, even your words permeate into the atmosphere and they never ever stop permeating the atmosphere they say that sound never ever returns from which it is released it just keeps going throughout y'all listening to me if that's the case there's a, there's a lot of sounds out there there's a lot of things that are out in that that's why the bible says be careful because Amen. Every idle word would be brought into judgment. Amen. Amen. Why? Because those words testify either for you if they are words seasoned with grace, apples of silver, pictures of gold, or they testify against you. Amen. Say amen. You ain't got to blame everybody. You ain't got to get upset with what people say. Amen. Say amen. You may have heard it. But the person that heard it is God. And don't think God not doing something about it. I don't hear nobody. I know, I know you want God to sometimes just hit them, up, hit them upside the head, strike, strike them. Do, no, you ain't got to worry about that. God will deal with it. You don't have to defend yourself. God's going, God, will, God will fight your battle. Say amen. He told Jehoshaphat, just take it easy. The battle is not even yours. The battles of the Lord. Some things God will shove you aside and say, I'll handle it. I know we want to deal with it. We want to handle it. Say amen. Hello. I've learned in 30, year, 30 plus years of pastoring and more years of ministry, some things I don't even bother. I give it into the hands of the Lord. Say amen. He will do what's right. And whatever we sow, because God is not mocked, we shall reap. Say amen. 
But we should stay conscious of the fact that we're going to give an account. I'm staying here too long on this. Of what and how we've lived and the things we've done. Here's the verse, 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. We all know this. New Living Translation says, For we must stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Is this the word of God? It tells us we all going to stand before the stand before Christ to be judged. And you're going to get what you deserve. Right now, we're not receiving what we deserve. Amen. Say amen. God is so good to us, we don't deserve it. Touch the neighbor and say, I don't deserve all that I have. I don't deserve it. Amen. I don't deserve it. But God has is, is, is been faithful to his promises. And he has is, he is blessed and done for me beyond what I deserve. I haven't I haven't given or put out or sown in enough for what God does. Say amen. In his kindness and grace toward. Do, am I the only one who, who can say this? Say amen. So he has not dealt with us, scripture says, according to what we deserve. He's not even given us judgment that we deserve. Thank God that when you were out there, he did not give you what you deserve. You wouldn't even be sitting here today. He looked beyond your faults and saw you needed him. Amen. And he gave you grace. Grace. He submitted himself to humble himself as he did on the cross to make it possible that you might be saved. He went out of his way to get you where you are today. Would you touch your neighbor and say, God went out of his way to get you where you are today. You didn't deserve him going way out of his way to come and get you. He must needs go to Samaria. You were in Samaria and he went there and got you. I don't hear, I don't hear nobody say amen. You didn't deserve that. You didn't deserve that kind of goodness from God. That's why every time you think of any goodness of God, you ought to do more than just look like you lost, sad. I don't, we, we, got, we, we are the most blessed people, but the saddest looking people. <laughs> Say amen. Come on, you're blessed. Look at your neighbor. Don't, don't hate. Say don't hate. Celebrate. Say amen. If you can't celebrate what you got, celebrate what somebody else has got. That's a nice dress. Hallelujah. Praise our Lord. Say amen. Glory to God. Celebrate. Hello. You know why? Because while you're celebrating, God is looking at your excellent spirit and say, I'm going to give you something twice as nice. <laughs> Hello. And I'm going to give you more of it. I don't, I don't hear nobody talking. Say amen. Uh-huh. He, he does and has done such things for us that we don't deserve. Can I talk to you today? We don't deserve all of this. And then he's got heaven for us. My God, how can nobody's lost and on our way with reservations made and we were intent on going to hell. You couldn't talk us out of it. I'm going to hell, leave me alone. Amen. But look what God did. Look at what God did. He, he knew we didn't know what we were saying <laughs> didn't know what we were doing so he ignored that and says I'm going to release my purpose in your life anyway you don't deserve this 
But I'm going to do it for you anyway. Say amen. Because I realize when I get you, I'll have another son or another daughter. Amen. I'll give my son. I'll give my son because I know in the process, I will also have many sons and many daughters. And God looks at us not for what we are, for what we can become. Say amen. What he can make out of us. Touch your neighbor and say, you ain't all there yet, but you are in process. Everybody's in process. Stop throwing your title around. Well, I'm, uh, you're a nothing. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't mean to insult you, but you're nothing. You're nothing without him. Say amen. I'm nothing without him. And I don't mind that. I, I celebrate that. Say amen. Lord, Lord, I'm nothing without you. If you don't help me, I can't do this. Uh, amen. My daddy wasn't a preacher. My daddy wasn't a bishop. My mother wasn't a missionary. Say amen. I don't have anything that I could uh, draw from. There's no deposit around my spiritual life. Say amen. Only thing around my life was a term called heathen. And thank God he saves heathens. As Paul said, and such were some of you. Amen. And I was least among the heathens or worse among the heathens. Say amen. And least among the, the undeserving apostles. In the text, Jesus said, notice this, there, there, <laughs> there was a certain man. Hello? Can I take my time on this? I'm not going to be long today. We got communion. Amen. I, I intended to preach this, but uh, last night up until early this morning, it just kept coming in my spirit, one thing or another, and stuff started lining up and falling in place, and God reminded and so forth. And I'm not trying to tell you the, the, the essence of ministry. I don't believe in that. It's such as telling you how I feel. I don't believe in that. You're here to hear the word of God. But in it, it's appearing it's going to have to take more than just a day. Same because of what this story means. Now watch, watch what I'm saying. Jesus said there was a certain man. The story then is a literal one of two beggars. No, pastor, one beggar. No, two beggars. One begged in this life. The other begged in the other life. Oh, you're going to beg somewhere. With your, with your high-minded, arrogant self, you're going to beg. How many of you, you, you didn't mean to, but you ended up begging. Please, Lord. Has anybody ever got there? Please, Lord. Please move this. Please, Lord. And then your spirit, the spirit of the Lord catches you and said, you're talking like a servant and not like a son. I know I am, but please, Lord. I think he understands, don't he? Say amen. I know I'm begging you. I know I don't have to beg you, but please, Lord. I wish I had somebody in here. And maybe you, maybe you need to cross over there sometimes and be, be humble enough to know, amen, that you don't mind becoming subject to the authority who is to be the authority in your life. Please, Lord, touch somebody and say, please, please heal, please deliver. Hello? Hello? So one begged in, in 
this life and the other begged in the next life. This event then plainly reveals something. It reveals the conditions of departed souls between death and resurrection. One of the purposes that strikes us is that Jesus was telling this story and he was telling the story to teach the reality of eternal hell and eternal punishment and to emphasize, Katie, the reality of hell. You have been listening to Bishop Joseph L. Shannon, Senior Pastor of Greater St. Paul Ministries, the church in the heart of the city with the people of the city in its heart. We invite you to be our guest at our West Campus location, located at 5116 Terrace Drive, Omaha, Nebraska, or at our North Campus location, located at 2123 Miami Street, Omaha, Nebraska. We are one church in two locations. To purchase the full message, please visit our website at www.gspministries.net. If you would like to contact us, our North Campus phone number is 402-341-2231 and our West Campus number is 402-932-4415. Be blessed!